We're talking about balls, right? What? We're talking about balls. <laughs> yes, but oh, you, grow up. What are you saying like that? It's Schmanners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband, host, Travis McRoy. And I'm your wife, host, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be the mature one. This is too much pressure you're putting on me. <laughs> now, I know what people are thinking. You recorded that, so it must have been a planned joke. But I recorded it, what I'm going to call take two, because the first time I legitimately said we're talking about balls, right? And you started giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord it's just the way that you were like we're talking about balls right <laughs> that's just the way i say things we're like 30 seconds into the episode is this the, our, our child's oh, no. mo- some molars are coming in no, who knows how many molars kids have these days Ooh. with their hula hoops and their youtubes but some molars are coming in on daddy has been a rough morning and apparently this is the moment Teresa needed this was the catharsis of me saying completely sincerely <laughs> we're talking about balls right oh my god it's gonna be an episode it's gonna be an episode with a capital e <laughs> you're listening to schmanners it's extraordinary etiquette ordinary occasions hello my dog <laughs> oh boy off to a grand start literally we started i was the first thing i said when we sat down on record is we are professionals and we're gonna make some art oh no and now we can't even get it together. This is our blooper reel, and we're publishing it. Okay, we ready to get I'm, it together? I'm ready. You're crying. <laughs> I know. Okay. I was going to say, Uh huh. we had a lot of fun when I turned you into a Victorian housemaid. Yes. Today, I'm going to turn you into a Regency lady. Okay. Who is throwing a ball. Now, Regency... Uh, let me see if I can get it. So that's the Prince Regent, right? Correct. Now the Prince Regent. Yes. So I'm going to say 1840? Uh, 1811 to 1820. Ah, no. That's not very long at all. I know, but it was very important um, because this time period is immortalized by the one and only Jane Austen. Oh, okay. Because, like, when you think about, like, the Victorian era. Yeah, that's so long. Decades and decades and decades, right? Indeed. Elizabethan era. It's a long time. But the Regency is, like, less than a decade. Yes. Okay. Um, I should know that. We talk a lot about it. We do. And watch a lot of documentaries. Well, you do? Well, I mean, you do, and I'm usually in the room playing, I don't know, my Switch or something. (laughs) You would think I would osmose it. Um, I think that that one of the things that, I mean, there have been so many television and uh, movie adaptations of all of Jane Austen's novels. Um, And I think... Mostly when I think about balls, I think about Pride and Prejudice. Yes, Because sure, sure, sure. there are two um, balls that take place in in that. Big turning point, story points too, right? Like oh, that's yes. when, when uh, Bingley and Darcy first meet uh, Jane and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yes, I got that. 
And then the second, what is the second one? So the second, the first ball is uh, a public ball. Right. Um, and so that is when Bingley and his sister and Darcy make their kind of debut in uh-huh. in the village, right, in town, uh, by being introduced at the pr- public ball. Right. And then later, Bingley throws his own ball at his at his estate. Bingley Bongley. What's the name of the estate? Do you remember? I don't know. Uh, not Pemberley, because that is um, Darcy's estate. Uh-huh. Bingley Woods. Bing, no. Bing, Netherfield. Netherfield. Oh, top of her head. Okay. So um, I'm a Regency lady. Yes. Um, so I will be I talking I do like, by the way, how I've moved up in the world. You have. Because I was an all-maze. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a lady. Now you're a lady. With a capital L. We're going to go through the logistics of actually throwing one of these giant parties. Okay. Um, and so you have to understand the the kind of, this was like the central event in Regency society. Yeah. Um, so it would be um, a young lady of quality. Well, I, I've always considered myself to be of quality. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, would be expected to attend these gatherings and would take part in a round of different events and balls. But this is after your like debut, right? Well, yeah. no, no, no. So this is no. Uh, these times were known as the season, right? Uh huh. Um, the London season, as it was called, took place from October through the end of June because this was when Parliament sat. In London. Oh, so when all the influential uh, hobnobbers were there. Mm -hmm. So both houses, uh, and most most people would be interested in the House of Lords. Right, yes. Right. Um, But so both houses were in session, and so people would need to be in attendance in London. And so the Lords would would bring their families. And also like their, uh, not... I mean, secretaries and, you know, the the people who aren't necessarily lords but were high in the rankings of, like, sure, yeah. government stuff. People okay, in right. society and such like that. But wasn't there a thing of, like, if you were young, a young lady, you weren't, like, going to these events? Like, you had to have your debut, right? Well, you, you had, had to, to be eligible. and But the season is where you would make your debut. But isn't that a big thing in Pride and Prejudice where it's just, like, all the daughters are there before the first daughter's married and that's, like, right. a big deal? Yeah, because there's a there's a long time spread between them. Right, okay. So the youngest one is is uh, not 14. Right. Kitty? Yes. Okay. No, Mary. Mary's the youngest. Okay, great. I think. Who knows? Oh, no. You asked me too fast. I'm sorry. Anyway. It's just, I should point out, um, I expect you to know these things because the one with, uh, it's the dude from Succession and Kira Knightley. Yeah, Matthew McFadden. Is like one of your go-to, like, uh, I need to cheer up or I'm going to put this on in the background while I do something else movies. Yeah. Much like mine is a goofy movie. Very similar, the two, I would say. A lot of similar themes about mm-hmm. family uh-huh. and acceptance and pride. Um, so there were, like I said, two types of balls, a public ball, which was held in London venues like uh, the Argyle Room or the Pantheon or things like that. Um, and they were less selective and they were open to anyone who would buy a ticket, right? So right. basically you just had enough money. You had to have enough money to afford a ticket. So big for social climbers, right? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then the private balls were organized by a hostess who would choose the venue which was usually their own, like, estate, right? Right. Got it. Um, And they began, the balls began around 
9 or 10 p.m. Get out of and town. And we go until like 5 a.m. the next No, morning. thank you. Well, I guess if you don't have to get up, <laughs> I guess. And also, I suppose if it's hot, what was the months? Uh, October through June. Uh, so I guess later I could see it being pretty warm. Where it's just like, we want to wait for the sun to go down and cool down. But oh my God. But um, you need time to get ready, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so several of these parties would even end with breakfast. So you would feed no, I do like breakfast that. and send them I... off. Um, so here is an excerpt from Jane Austen's personal writings. She wrote of a private ball that she had attended in 1800. There were only 12 dances, of which I danced nine, and was merely prevented from dancing the rest by want of a partner. We began at 10, supped at 1, and were at Dean before 5. There were but 50 people in the room. I would have danced with her. Of course you would I have. think. I don't know, man. I would have been a catch. Everybody would have wanted to dance with me. I'm, I'm pretty great. Okay, but not you as you right now. All right, quality lady. You are quality lady. Uh, Let's see. You are a matriarch of a vast estate, and your son, Quincy. Wait, I have a son? Yes, is wearing on your last This is how I find out? No, no, no. You're the matriarch of the estate. I thought I was a young lady. No, no, you're throwing the ball. Oh, okay. Can I eventually be a young lady? Sure. Okay, am I, wait, am I a young matriarch? I had Quincy Young, okay? I mean, he's of age. Okay, but so, he, so you're saying he's what, like 18? Sure. I'm going to say I had Quincy when I was 16, because this is the Regency. Okay. Right, I'm 34, I'm still young, I'm younger than I am now. Uh-huh. Right, I have a lot of good years left on me, so maybe I'm looking for husband number two. No, this is specifically for Quincy. Okay, but I could still have an eye out for husband number two, right? I mean, Even if it doesn't happen tonight. You're saying you're a widower? A widow? I mean, Sure. You said I'm a matriarch. Well, I listen, I want to write a rich fiction. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a widower yet, or a widow yet. Yeah, because you would be, in this scenario, yeah. you would be. I'm not a widow yet, but maybe my husband's old and he's on his last leg, so I have an eye out. This is not what we what I planned. Okay, sorry. Okay, well, so I'm throwing a ball for Quincy, because I'm yes. trying to get him married off because he's on my last nerve. That's right. Is he a gambler? Yes. Okay. So I need to get him married to a good and woman. A, and a bad gambler at that. Oh, no. That's the worst. Okay. I need a woman who's going to straighten him out, uh, which it's her agency, so it's okay to expect a woman to fix a man. <laughs> okay. okay, great. Um, and so you will offer up your own sprawling estate to the social event of the year. Okay. I thought you were going to say for the marriage, and I would not. No. Because he's got to make his own way in the world. A private ball for all the young ladies and gentlemen in yeah. London. It wouldn't do to just have just Quincy and, like, 50 girls. No, that's not really allowed. No. Okay. So, first things first, you need to decide on the time and place for your event. The setting is easy. You have extensive home and gardens. And you decide that your event will start at 8 p.m. and go until sunrise. Oh, an early one. Okay, great. Right. The date, though. Can I have a bouncy castle? They don't have those yet. Can I have a regular castle? (laughs) If you have a castle. I have a tiny castle on the estate. Okay, great. Yeah, for a place. Um, so you have to think about your guests are traveling to the event, right? And it is good etiquette for you to schedule the ball during the week of the full moon. Why is that? So that werewolves can attend? No. So that they can see in the dark when they're riding on the roads. Exactly. I knew it was one of those two. Um, so significant moonlight was necessary for safe You're travel right. to if the You're right. If I ball. was going to throw it to for werewolves, I wouldn't do it. 
on the full moon. I would do it any other time, right? Because I want the werewolves to attend in as, human form. As people? Yes, okay. obviously. Sorry, that was silly of me. Um, and so you would also arrange for torches to be placed on the out outside the front doors and along the drive up to your house. Because... Is that like how people put balloons on signs now and they're like, <laughs> look for the driveway with the balloons? Sure. Okay, great. That makes sense. Um, okay, so now that it's decided of when and where, of course, um, you need to make sure that you have all of sufficient rooms. Okay, so you have a ballroom. Obviously. That's great. Um so it would have to be because you want probably about 20 couples dancing at a time. And then you would also need room for musicians. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you would require at least 20 by 60 foot space. Okay. Yeah. It's at a least. big room. Yeah. Um, and so dancing is only one aspect. You would also need uh, two retiring or dressing rooms. Sure. Right? One for the ladies, one for the gentlemen. Obviously. And ideally, you would also need a card room for gentlemen to gamble and play cards in if they're not dancing. Okay. I'm not Um, wild about that happening in my home, especially with the whole Quincy issue, but I understand the necessity of it. uh, And then, you need to make sure you have enough accommodations for overnight if you offer long distance Uh, Yeah. Okay, great. Right? Now, in the card room... Do you think I could secretly water down some of, like, the sherry and stuff? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, because I don't want people getting too raucous in there. Um, and so, you know, you would probably need enough to host your guests if they're from a long way away and also a few spare in case people get too drunk to drive a cart. Obviously, yeah. Okay. Um, so then, I Is mean, there, like, a refreshments room, too? We're getting yeah. to it. Okay, great. We're getting to it. Um, in uh, Jane Austen's Emma... The they did not have enough. Uh, the Westons did not have enough to accommodate, so they actually <clears throat> rented space at the Crown Inn. Because um, you think about, they have a kind of a, a large gathering room. They'll have several off rooms. They'll have the kitchen there. They'll yeah. have the um, the guest rooms for people to sleep in. So I've actually set up a bunch of refurb- refurbished Airstream trailers in oh, the back, okay. turn them into tiny homes. And I know what you're saying, but it's like 18, 13 or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm way ahead of my time, dude. <laughs> okay. So you've decided that you can accommodate about two dozen families for the ball. Um, and, of course, only families of the highest caliber. And you want to strive to have an equal number of eligible boys and girls. Okay. But I'm going to invite some, if I'm being honest, okay. try to pick some lame boys so that Quincy really shines. Oh. You know what I mean? I don't, I want, it's a ball for, I want Quincy to be it's the most scandalous. eligible. scandalous. I'm not going to be obvious about it. Well, because you don't want to be associated with those poor caliber of boys. No, but listen, here's what I'm looking for. It's going to take a little doing. High quality family with low quality sons, mm. right? So it seems like, oh, it, this would be a great match. This makes total sense. But then when the parents like meet the boys, they're like, oh my God, what a wet blanket. I knew you would be into this. Yeah. That's my plan, eh? okay. right? If, yes. if I'm if I'm trying to get Quincy married off, mm-hmm. right? I don't want Quincy to be in the middle of the pack at this party. Okay. Right? So makes I want to get eligible, uh, like high, awesome women and like eligible, but like, oh, uh, she could do better. Boys. Okay. Um, so you don't want anyone uh, from too terribly far away, right? right? So you probably want to stick within your county. Right. Um, and London, of course, because you, you're inviting people during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
here's the here's the catch. All of your invitations must be hand delivered by you. By me? By you. And you're expected for the call. You can't just hand someone an invitation at the door and turn around and go back. The call is expected to last at least a half an hour. Could last more. Oh, boy. Okay. So meaning that you have at least six hours of social calls ahead of you. Okay. That's a lot. At least. Because I know some of these moms are chatty Cathy's. And that doesn't include travel time. Oh, boy. Especially Lady Cathy Chattington. She's the chattiest Kathy of them all. Mm-hmm. But her daughter, oh, oh, what a catch. Lori Chattington, she's the one I have my eye on. So I'm willing to deal with Kathy Chattington in mm-hmm. order to get Lori there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the invitations that you'll be handing out sure. uh, would be printed by the local printer. Usually what they'll do is they'll uh, make a little like border on the card with like flowers and stuff with, you know, smart printing, declaring the date and the time. You'll receive back your stack of 80 beautiful cards, each embellished with your little flower border. Sure. Um, Maybe a family, like, seal on there, like, sign Sure, sure, sure. Um, I've decided, by the way, my name is Lady Eleanor Quality. I'm a quality lady. Yeah. Okay, okay. And you wanted to leave But it's spelled like koala tea? And then yeah. there's a little koala on every card. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I just want to make that clear. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would have known at this point. No, I mean, mm, when, when did Australia become a com- uh, colony? I don't know, but it still existed. I discovered koalas. Oh, I see. You did it. Yeah. Okay, so then there would be a a beautiful like spot blank where you would. Um, Write the gentleman or the lady's name beautifully, lavishly, mm-hmm. handwritten. Got right? it. Okay. Make them feel very special. And then are there RSCPs in there? Was this a thing at this point? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. Uh, and it uh, because you have a, a very um, trustworthy steed and horseman, of course it, is. Uh, it only takes a couple days for you to get out everybody's invites and you have to just wait for their RSVPs to come back. Okay. Um, while I wait... We should do a thank you note for our sponsor. Awesome. I want to tell you about Babbel. Mm-hmm. You know, during uh, the last uh, two plus years, I've had some free time. Uh, I decided to spend some time uh, learning a little French. Oh, I remember that. Okay, I'm glad. <laughs> it was like a year of my life spent doing it. Uh, and and now I feel a little more, I'm not going to say fluent, but a little more comfortable. Sure. I'm a lot better, I've learned, reading uh, mm-hmm. French than I am, like, hearing someone say it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that's on me. That's not on learning. So if you feel like you're like, you know what? I'd like to expand not just uh, like my mind, but also my ability to like speak and, uh, you know, uh, converse with others. Let me recommend Babbel. Babbel is a super fun and easy way to learn a new language, whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. And maybe in video games, too. Who knows? Oh, well, do you remember, um, so our daughter takes dance, uh, Bibi does, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about Padishah. Yes. And you were able to parse out what that meant literally. Yes, there you go. It Man, so much of our language these days, when we talk about this in the idioms episode, is like borrowed Mm -hmm. from like everywhere, and the ability to be like, wait, I know what that means. Wait, hold on. 
And sometimes you lose the English instructions on a thing you're trying to build for your kids. <laughs> And you have to read them in Spanish or French or whatever. And it's useful, I promise. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plan, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash schmanners. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash schmanners for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Did your neighbor back into your car? Bring that case to Judge Judy. Think the mailman might be the real father? Give that one to Judge Mathis. But does your mom want you to flush her ashes down the toilet at Disney World when she passes away? Now that's my jurisdiction. Welcome to the court of Judge John Hodgman, where the people are real, the disputes are real, and the stakes are often unusual. If I got arrested for dumping your ashes in the Jungle Cruise, it would be an honor. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. I don't know at what point you want to go into this, but we've had a worm bin before. Available free right now at MaximumFun.org. Judge John Hodgman, the court of last resort when your wife won't stop pretending to be a cat and knocking the clean laundry over. Okay. Have I received the uh, Responde CV place? Well, you have you have a lot to do before you can even tackle the the RSVP. I have to hire a band, uh, obviously. We'll get to that. First, okay. let's talk about candles. This event takes place at night. There's no electricity, obviously. Right. Um, you're going to need a ton of candles. And you want to make sure they're all the same scent. Because if you start mixing scents in there, oh, it's bad. You know, you get honey blossom mixed with like an apple berry or something. You know, you're not you're not wrong. Oh, really? Because there are two different types of candles at this period. There are tallow candles uh -huh. and there are beeswax candles. I'm going beeswax all day, that every day. That is a good idea for this event because as a tallow candle burns, usually smells like whatever animal it's made from. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm going beeswax. Beeswax, great. Beeswax candles are produced in hour increments. So four, six, or eight hours. Oh, in eight hours, baby. Okay. Listen, right. I got money to spend, and Quincy's my only son. So you will probably need about 300 candles. Okay. Um, and which would cost about 15 pounds. Now, at this time, 15 pounds is as much as your maid's yearly salary. Listen, I feel terrible about that. Now, Travis feels terrible about but Lady Quality... She's fine with that. Because she wants Quincy out of her she house. She wants Quincy out of the house. And listen, I'm going to say Leia Quality believes that I have money because I'm a good person and I deserve it, right? And maybe if the maid was as good a person as I was, 
she would have more money too. Oh, that's what Lady Quality believes. That's what Lady Quality believes. That's not what Travis believes. Right. Okay. So now. It's Lady Quality, not Lady Equality. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh. And she uses that all the time. She says that all the time. So now um, you have have a, a vast ballroom, which is already outfitted, which means it has mirrors uh-huh. on most of the walls. Sure. And there are lots of little like shiny uh, glass and crystal and polished metals mm-hmm. and everything. And this isn't just to demonstrate your wealth. This is also to help light the room. Right? Sure. Because yeah, yeah, as yeah. the candles kind of the, the light flickers and bounces off of things, it will make it appear brighter. And kind of magical, it sounds like, a little bit. A little bit. Um, you know, like in uh, that one scene in Beauty and the Beast when they're dancing during Taylor's oh, time. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, light everywhere, you know. So um, you might actually consider hiring additional maids uh, leading up to the event to help with all the polishing. Sure. Because everything in the ballroom should be sparkly to help with all that. Okay. And I'm going to pay a little bit extra for them. Okay. Like, more than I normally would. And people will be like, oh, she's so generous. But I don't want to risk them stealing from me. You know what I mean? Ah. So I'm paying them a little bit more to decrease the risk. And like I said, I have the money. You know what I mean? Next on the list are flower arrangements. Um, Two of the most popular flowers at the time were roses, not only because they're they're English. Uh, The the English gardens were filled with roses at this point, but also lilacs because of their fragrance. Because if people are dancing oh, all they're night, gonna they're going to get stinky. Right. And so, I've been to, you know, homecomings. And <laughs> not only were the flowers for decoration, they were literally to perfume the air. Especially if people are bringing, like, those gross wigs, you know, that have been sitting there unwashed for months. Um, Maybe with birds in them. Was that Regency? No, no it okay. wasn't. But there are some people at this time period who would have worn wigs. Okay. But not not most people. Not but the, me. But the clothing was uh, very stiff and thick yeah. and and hardly ever washed um, for the men. Uh, women's clothing was actually fairly light and breezy at this point. It was a a neoclassical movement where it was quite light and flowy. Great, which is good. Okay, one of the other things that you'll need um, is a chalked dance floor. It's okay. quite popular at the time. Um, it would be either a floral pattern or different, like you could do paisleys or, you know, other kind of like designs. Wait, um, like drawn on with chalk? Yes. You would hire someone to design a chalk design on your floor for a couple reasons. I mean, first of all, it's beautiful. Yeah. But also, if your dance floor wasn't used very often, the chalking would cover it up and make it look a lot more used, right? Uh And it would also protect people from slipping and falling. Yeah. It created a lot more... um, Because they didn't have, like, rubber. They didn't have any, like, things to... A lot more grit in between the shoes and the floor. And, and of course, I mean, the chalking would be ruined by the end of the night. But But I bet that that was, like, a, like, thing that you were proud of. Mm -hmm. Like, you could see how well danced the floor was. That you could be like, this was a success. Look how like scuffed everything is. Oh, people yeah. were really breaking it down out there. Did you see that dance circle? Even Kathy Chattington got in there and busted a move. Next, speaking of busting a move, you have to hire musicians. Right. And also, where are you going to put them? 
Um, so string musicians were very popular at the time. Um, you would, you know, want to hire a young band who knew all of the newest dance Absolutely. songs yes. that people like. Um, and so they were often situated in landings or, or little niches or, or things like that. And at public balls, they might even be in the center of the dance floor, I'm uh, going which to hire... is not going to happen for you. No. I'm going to hire the boys of Fallout. Okay. Um, from the nearby uh, county punk, um, uh, pop punk. Um, it's already on the border of county pop and county punk. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have them play because the kids seem to love the boys of Fallout. Okay. So they will be situated on an upper balcony, which actually has a retiring room behind it, which is good, be good because dance sets of the Regency Ball era would last for an hour at a time. Oh, wow. But then you have to have a break in there, right, for people to socialize. Right, yeah. So you would do the dance for an hour and then take a break. Do a little dance, take a little break, refresh. Last thing, food. Yeah, obviously, right? You have got to feed these people. Yeah. Um, So during the dances and, you know, the, the breaks in between sets, you would have to make sure that the your servants were circulating with trays of ices and cold punch sure. to keep people cool after they dance. And this is like alcoholic punch. This is oh, the old school yes. punch, right? Rum, brandy, wine, all that stuff. We've talked about punch, I think, on the show before, but basically think when you think punch, a Long Island iced tea is like the punch that they would have had, mm-hmm. where it's like five different kinds of alcohol and like one non-alcoholic thing to like right. mix in it or whatever. And and you'll need lots of ice as well. Yeah. And Very not, expensive. They weren't point. doing like water, right? In 1810 to 1820? Well, so there was a there was a watered down wine. Mm-hmm. Um like small beer but like small wine. I mean a little bit. Yeah, okay. mixed with sugar. Uh it was actually often served uh, either at room temperature or warm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So kind of like mold almost? <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. without the spices. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you will have a supper, uh, usually between 11 and 1. You'll have a supper for so everyone. It's like fourth meal, Taco Bell, fourth meal, live boss. Sure. Okay. Yeah, great. I mean, because you've been dancing yeah. and socializing, and it takes a long time. Yeah. Okay. A ball of this size in the Regency era may have included up to 60 dishes. <laughs> Holy, okay. But you know what? For my son, for Quincy Quality, it's done. Fun. Yes, get this boy out of my house. <laughs> One of the most popular dishes of the time was called white soup. It was made with veal stock, egg yolks, ground almonds, and cream. That sounds thick. Yes. Rich. Yes. But to be fair, thick and rich is exactly the kind of lady I want Quincy to marry. <laughs> Um, and this was no small feat because remember that I don't want her to have small feet. Either. Okay. <laughs> there's no refrigeration and there's not a gas or electric stove, right? So um, we probably had a cold room, though, right? If I've got an estate that big, yes, I've got something you, underground. You probably do have a cellar or something like that. Um, but so you'll have to speak with your chef about what may be available for this. It um, is just occurring to me, and I like this is going to sound like a joke, but it, how many of these balls probably resulted in, like, did you hear about the ball last week? Oh, yes, everyone got food poisoning. <laughs> right? Like, 
You would try not to poison. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, obviously you're trying not to, but like they didn't understand the danger zone and like washing hands and like keeping things at certain temperatures or whatever. So you got to think that there was a lot of like, oh yeah, it seems like half of everybody drank too much and couldn't stop throwing up the next day, right? Maybe, maybe. Um, So there would often be an assortment of cold meats, uh, poached salmon and things like that. You would have different vegetables. um, Nobody touched those. Well, I'm I'm reminded from... uh, uh, from Pride and Prejudice when Mr. Collins talks about exemplary boiled potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, then salads and fruits, biscuits, cookies, cakes, cheeses. That's uh, what everybody's going for, Pies, by the way. ice creams, and trifles. Do you think that they did that thing, too, where, like, they put out everything and everybody's, like, waiting for someone to be the first person to, like, grab a cookie or whatever? And then, like, once one person grabs a cookie, everybody's like, oh, thank God, it's cookie time. <laughs> right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, that's what Travis Mackler brings to Travis the party, is. by the way. If you're like, I'm worried no one will eat, let me come to your party. I will eat first and show everyone that it's totally okay. Here is one dish that your chef um, suggests because it is the rage at the time. Chicken testicles. So we are talking about balls. Mm-hmm. A little okay. bit. Um, so These it have is... another name, too. They're like Rocky Mountain Oysters or something. Is that chicken? Or no, is that pig? Mm, I'm not quite oh, sure. No, Rocky Mountain Oysters is uh, bull testicles, if I'm not mistaken. So what these are is it is uh, ground chicken testicles uh, surrounded with, you know, various other meats because they're not very big. Um, and then they would be dipped in jelly and then covered in a very thick sauce. Um, and they were very popular. Sure. Uh, they were introduced by French chef Antonine Carême. Okay. Now we've got... I do like everybody. the idea of Antonine being like, just a big bowl of testicles when he's done making a bunch of like chickens or a bunch of roosters. And he's like, I just hate that this is going to waste. I'm going to find something to do with these testicles. Nice. Okay, so... You run down your list. You've invited everyone of consequence. Check. You've handed out the invitations. Check. You have prepared your home by uh, opening up all of your extra rooms, chalking the dance floor. I made it look like there's a big ravine in the middle <laughs> through forced perspective. <laughs> and polishing every single thing that you own. Uh, sure. You've taken, even Quincy. Even Quincy. You have um, taken stock of all of your pantry items and everything in your cellar. You've sent your chef to the market, and next week we will be doing a procedural on attending the ball. Oh, okay. Now, at what point in the process, and I think you might have skipped over it, do I make sure that there is like a detective in attendance should there be some kind of jewel thief or uh, like a murder or something? like? Well, you would definitely invite the local constabulary. Okay, excellent. Cool. Just want to make sure we're covered. So this is like part one. Mm-hmm. This is Lady Quality Throws the Ball. And then next week, I'll be Lori Chaddington. Sure. Who attends the ball, right? Okay, yes. You promise? Yes. Because when you said I was a lady of quality, <laughs> I thought I would be going to the ball. And I was really excited about it. You were th- you're throwing the ball for Quincy. Okay, lady quality is throwing the ball. Lori Chattington is attending the ball. Do you promise? I promise. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to Rachel, our editor, without whom we would not be able to make the show. Thank you to you for listening. We could make the show without you, but why? I like this this new patter. Thank this you. This is only recent to the last, what, 10, 15 episodes? Can I tell you why I'm doing it? Why? Because like the first five times I said it, it made you laugh. <laughs> so now I'm just going to keep doing it.
Because if it makes you laugh, it's either good or juvenile. It's one of those <laughs> two. Lordy Lou. Okay. Um, thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. If you want to find a lot of podcasts of quality that even Lady Quality would listen to, go to MaximumFun.org. If you want to find out all of the other McElroy projects, you can go to uh, McElroy.family. They're all there. Um, speaking of McElroy projects, as you're listening to this on Friday, uh, we are going to be doing a live Taz virtual show tonight. Um, it's Adventure Zone. Uh, I'm going to be running it, playing a game called Dread, where the mechanic is instead of dice, you use a Jenga tower to decide success on rolls. It's really wild. It's going to be really fun. Uh, so you can get tickets for that at Family. Also, if you're in the Phoenix area or if you're going to be attending or want to attend Phoenix Fan Fusion next week, I will be there. Um, I will be attending if you go to PHX fanfusion.com slash Travis McRoy. You can get tickets there, and that benefits me if you use that link. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, go check out all of the great merch at McRoyMerch.com. Um, what else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brental Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wasso for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. Uh, thank you to Brew Hop Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice, go ahead and join that group today. Um, send in your topic suggestions and your idiom submissions to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Say hello to Alex. She reads every email. Got it. Okay. That's going to do it for us. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.